It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Minicamp is this week. Jonah Williams, I think he's going to be there, James. We'll talk about expectations for him and Minicamp and a little bit more on Cordell Volson in that year two leap. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. That makes it really easy for you to become an everydayer and everyday listener to this show as we We'll have you covered throughout the offseason and throughout the regular season. We don't take really much time off on this podcast. And you can become a, a first listener as well. Part, join that first listen club, making us your first listen every day. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. James, really exciting stuff this week. Mandatory minicamp. Jonah mm-hmm. Williams. Expected to show up Mm going to be in that competition to start at right tackle. We'll see what he does this week. He's posted on social media. He looks like he's ready to go as he continues to work through his rehab, I believe in California and man, many camps a fun time. I know it's like the, the last thing they do before they take some time off, but that's when you expect to get the whole team together. It's not, you know, an, an, optional off-season training activity kind of thing like they've been going through you expect everybody to be there and that's a a pretty exciting off-season milestone it is and you're right jonah williams expected to show up i know 
coaches, players, whoever you want to say, they expect him to be there. And given how active he's been, and not that he's been super active, but over the past week, he's posted a story of him squatting 600 plus pounds. He's posted pictures of him working out doing agility drills with the man bun, by the way, which maybe we should talk about. Is Jonah man bun going to uh, have a career year? I think that's uh, an interesting question. That said, clearly he's in shape. At least he, he looks in shape to me in those pictures. I think he was trying to let everyone know that he is working. And we'll see. We'll see how he shows up. Here's my expectation for Jonah. I expect Jonah Williams to show up and be as ready to go as any player on this team, given what's on the line. He has as much on the line this year as, let's say, T. Higgins, if he doesn't sign an extension. I, you know, mm-hmm. T. Higgins is in that what, where he's got a lot on the line. But T's kind of solidified himself as a high-end wide receiver in this league. Jonah Williams has not done that. So this is a huge, huge year for him. And so I think the expectation on my end is for him to be locked in, focused. Maybe he arrives on Monday. Maybe we know he's there by the time people see this and, and maybe – goes into the facility on Monday or something like that to pass his physical. That's the other part of this is I think team doctors are going to have to look at him and, and see, all right, how's the knee progressing from that offseason knee surgery? Obviously he played through that dislocated kneecap, dislocated it again, and it derailed the end of, uh, you know, the, the Bengal season there because he wasn't able to play. So where is he health wise? That's a big part because the team doctors haven't seen him since he, he left in January. So that is as big of a deal as any of the on-field stuff, any of the competition stuff I think this week is what Bengals doctors say about Jonah Williams' knee and how they view the progress he's made this offseason. Because that determines whether he gets on the field or not. No doubt. Or whether, as we discussed last week, he's working with Nick Cosgray and the rehab staff somewhere outside of the media's public, quote-unquote public, media's eye, and, and people can see him. Yeah, I think... It would be nice from a a PR standpoint Mm -hmm. to have Jonah Williams lined up at right tackle, (laughs) just seeing him there. And and so I do wonder what happens. Now, we have seen some guys work with Nick Cosgray on on the the side during these workouts, and we've been able to see them and still take video. That would be great, too. I I think um, that's the the not as much talked about hurdle, though, because if he's – if he's cleared, if he's given the thumbs up, well, then I fully expect him to line up at right tackle with that first team. Not that it isn't a competition. Not that he won't split reps with Jackson Carmen. No, I'm not saying that. Of course, he could certainly do that. But uh, I, that's that's my expectation. And looking at at the team and what the team expects, I think, and we've taken a lot of flack, I think, for what our Jonah Williams outlook mindset the way we view this situation has been this offseason where i think both of us expect 2021 jonah expect him to be on the roster because that 12.6 million dollars is guaranteed we expect him to show up and be all in because of what he has on the line and talking with people within the organization that's the expectation as well so hopefully the knee is progressing great Hopefully he's on the field on Tuesday and we get to, to see him and he gets to interact with teammates because there aren't many questions about this team, right? There's not many things that we, we can discuss. Like there are little position battles, but there aren't many. 
And, and this is one where there's just such a, a question mark because we haven't seen Jonah. So hopefully some of those questions are answered this week. Yeah, it's the only starting position that really has those kinds of questions around it, right? Like there, there are roster battles all over the place. But every roster battle we've talked about has been more like who's going to be wide receiver six, are they going to keep seven, that kind of thing, than who's starting at right tackle, which is very likely, and we've said this all offseason, to be Jonah Williams, unless somebody really steps up in a big way, right? And, and that's been the position that we've had more or less all along, except for when Ian Rappaport was out there saying, oh, yeah, this trade for Jonah Williams could come together quickly. Well, at that point, <laughs> then you know maybe there was some doubt that Jonah Williams would be the starting right tackle. Uh, but he's going to be on the team very likely at this point, barring some development with Lel Collins, with Jackson Carmen, with the trade market, with injuries elsewhere, with the Bengals being really healthy and confident in their guys going into the season. Very likely that Jonah comes out of that on top. And like you said, uh, we talk a lot about LC, Lel Collins' motivation and, and his incentive to play and to play well and to stay on the field for the Bengals given the, the structure of his contract. And, and you make a great point. I mean, huge year for Jonah Williams in terms of long-term money, in terms of what his overall NFL earnings are going to look like. Like his big contract, a majority of his NFL earnings are going to happen on the contract he signs after this season, which and, is oh, huge for him. No, that's it, it. That's it. it. It is because if he gets beat out, it, and I'm not saying it's not a competition. I'm simply saying Jonah Williams is the favorite. But you think he's getting paid next offseason if Jackson Carmen beats him out? Which would be a heck of a problem for the Bengals to have if Carmen just – yeah. takes off at right tackle. Like, great, sign me up. It's sure. it's kind of like Cordell, who we'll talk about in a minute, if he can just take off at left guard. Yeah, if you draft and develop these guys, you'd much rather that, honestly, mm-hmm. than the other way where you always have to pay these veterans to, to stick around. But Jonah can't lose this starting job. If he does that, how bad does it look? A 30-year-old Lel Collins coming off of an ACL or Jackson Carmen, who got beat out by Xavier Suofilo as a rookie? who's no longer in the NFL and then a fourth round rookie and Cordell Volson in year two for starting jobs. Like that will not look good. So he has a lot. There's no one on the team that has more to gain or lose than Jonah Williams, including Joe Mixon because of the position he plays, right? Like even if Joe Mixon goes out there and balls out, there's a limit to how much he can earn because he's a running back. And we're seeing that across the league. There's not a, a, a huge, like Jonah Williams could be a $15 million a year lineman. If he plays well this year, maybe Could be more. more. Depe- I mean, look at what Mike McGlinchey just got. Look at what, what Jawan Taylor just got. Yep. And, and so that's the blueprint. So Jonah Williams has all the motivation in the world. And part of this segment to me, there should be pressure there. And we'll see how he responds to that pressure because my expectations for Jonah are pretty darn high. I think, especially considering the way the fan base views him. So we'll see if he can deliver. It's because of the man bun, isn't it? It's not. No? It's not. That might actually subtract points for me. Oh, okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going right. to lie to you. I'm I'm just eh, on the man bun. It's a little tiny man bun. It's not like he has really long hair. Like most of his hair is pretty short. He just has a little I bit like, more on I, top that he has. To I don't think it looks bad. That's just not. That's just not the lineman style. I I, I don't know. That's uh, uh like uh, you can there's some really good linemen with long hair though. Long anyway. yeah, Kappa could get away with that with, with the long hair. Oh, okay. J- Jonah's got like you know. It's a bit different. That's all. Hey, 
as long as different works this year, I don't think anyone gives it a, a, a darn. Yeah, there I'll you be go. PG here or G. I guess that was G. That's the rating. That's, I think it's still PG. Oh anyway, uh, people know that I've had high expectations for Jonah throughout his career. Going into last year, I had really high expectations. I was pretty disappointed. So I'm with you there on the high expectations. And I agree about the motivation and excited to see how that plays out this week. And of course, we'll see on Tuesday, first practice open to the media, mini camp. We'll have you covered then. But Cordell Volson has been a hot topic mm-hmm. among his teammates. We'll get into what Ted Karras had to say about Cordell Volson's future coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Game five of the NBA playoffs is Monday night. Can the Heat extend the series and win a second game in Denver? Oh, man. I think this might be the coronation of the Joker. Nikola Jokic, unbelievable. And so whether you're wagering on the Nuggets, whether you think the Heat are going to pull off the upset and stave off elimination for a few more days, you need to get to FanDuel right now because you're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 for all new customers. So what does that mean? That means $2,500 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on the NBA Finals. Maybe you're on the Reds train right now with Ellie De La Cruz. Fine. Go to FanDuel right now and sign up. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500, $2,500 right now in bonus bets with FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Cordell Volson is a second-year left guard out of North Dakota State for the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody knows that. What nobody knows is how he's going to play this year. But his teammates, both Orlando Brown, who we talked about what Orlando Brown had to say about Cordell Volson last week with Pro Bowl potential, According to Orlando Brown, with that weight, with that length, with that overall size, and how Orlando Brown can appreciate what size and length can do for you if you don't necessarily have that top-end foot speed and foot quickness and athleticism. But Ted Karras, also speaking glowingly, James, in in your sit-down with him about Cordell Volson's future, and I thought that listening to what Karras had to say after we discussed it last week was very interesting well i think you you know wait till you guys take a look at this guy this year you know he's putting on about 15 pounds of muscle i mean he looks like uh if you saw that picture from the reds field day i mean i mean he's like uh (laughs) he's the tank man i mean he's six six three thirty um you know does all the right things has all the tools you'd want in an nfl guard i mean honestly he could probably be a five position player um 
but left guard is just a perfect role for him. And, you know, we, we expect a big jump uh, out of him. Um, you know, the, the biggest improvement you have as a player really, you know, as a, as a general rule is from year one to year two, because you get a full year under your belt and now you're a professional and you understand how the, how the profession works. So he's going to be feeling comfortable feeling you know, he's, he's strong as an ox and, you know, he's really worked on his flexibility, his quickness. He's had a great spring and, you know, I got two massive guards around me. Feels good at center. Yeah, I, I think with with Cordell, and it, it's interesting because I think he could follow that same path that Alex Kappa kind of did. And Kappa didn't play as early as Cordell did when he was in Tampa, but that same path of developing into the one of one of the better guards in the league and coming from a smaller school. One thing, and this is kind of player evaluation wise, but I I, I kind of want to get your perspective because I'm sure there's a lot of things you may, not you in general, but players may roll their eyes at. The idea of a guy that comes in, and Cordell was 24, going into his age 24 season as a rookie, and there are a lot of guys. Good, Charlie Jones is another example. Just with COVID and different things like that, they're older coming into the league. And so some will just say, oh, well, Cordell is who he is. He's not going to necessarily develop. I, I kind of chuckle at that and laugh at it, but what what would you say to people that say that because of his age? alone that he can't make that leap that you're talking about well i think that's a ridiculous you know statement i mean the nfl no matter how old you are you know when you come in you have to grow up so you know there's no you don't come in with any experience and you know obviously the covid thing is very unique but i think the only thing the age would if it would bother anyone would be cordell himself just because maybe he would cut off a couple years of earning potential on the back end but I don't see that being a problem for him. I mean, he's going to be a 10 year starter at left guard for, for this organization. So um, no, he's not who he is. He's already, I mean, if you take a, you know, a snapshot of what he even looked like physically, um, mm-hmm. you know, between the next, you know, two years, it's, it's going to be drastically different. I, I, I didn't feel like I physically became, you know, kind of my grown man body till I was 28. And, um, you know, that's when I felt like I was just, you know, finally got to my strongest point in the way. And I'm, I've maintained it, but, I, you know, 28 was the strongest uh, and fastest I've been physically in my career up to this point. So I, I don't believe in that. I think Cordell's got a, you know, it's 10, 10 more seasons ahead of him and he's going to be a very, you know, a stalwart player. You know, same with Charlie Jones. I mean, these guys, yeah, they're a little bit older. It was a unique college time, but I think it can serve as an advantage being a little bit more mature. Um, and, you know, knowing your body a little bit better as you, as you grow up in the NFL. Ted Karras joined me uh, on Cincinnati Bengals talk. You can catch that entire interview there uh, on YouTube. He's, um, he's confident in Cordell. I mean, I think that's a lot to, to say. Ten-year starter yeah, for, for a fourth rounder. He said he could play all five positions. I thought that was interesting. The, the age thing, it's a hurdle that, again, I think – for the next few years is, is going to be something. I think the NIL part of it's going to be something too, where guys might not come out as early if they're still getting paid to just be stars and whatever college or university that they're playing at. But clearly the Bengals are betting on size, intangibles, work ethic, like all of those things they see in Cordell that they saw on draft night that they saw during the evaluation process. I think they're just assuming that he continues to take steps forward what what stood out to you about what Karis had to say about the the 24 soon to be 25 year old and, and those are a lot of pieces of the puzzle the the size the intangibles the work ethic the the 
between the ears kind of stuff. Those are a lot of the pieces to being a successful NFL offensive lineman. Then there's hand placement, hand fighting, hand technique. Then there's foot quickness, flexibility, change of change of direction stuff, right? So like that's some of the stuff we talked about last week where I really want to see improvement from Cordell, but he's right. He has transformed his body 15 more pounds. He's listed 6'6", 315 last year. If he's 6'6", 330 right now, and, and you mentioned those pictures of Cordell, a great American ballpark. I mean, Ooh. dude looks big. And it's yeah. not like he ever looked small. But, no, no. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 if he's out of 15 pounds, that's a lot of weight. Looks like it's good weight. Doesn't look like he's carrying a bunch of belly fat kind of stuff. It looks like he's just strong and big right now. And one of the things that really stood out to me is Ted mentioned that he's really worked uh, that, that Cordell's really worked on his flexibility and quickness. And those are two of those things that last week when we were, when we were talking about this, those are, those are big factors for me. I think hand placement is another one, but those are two really big things where you would see the, the redirect when he needed to redirect and, and change direction and get back inside of somebody who's working across him where, where you would see Cordell Volson at times look a little stuck. And some of that could be, you know, rookie stuff. Some of that could be getting getting worn down. He played a ton last year. He did. Like like I said in, in last week's show, and we talked about this, led the Bengals in offensive blocking snaps last year. He was on the field when Ted Karras got off the field late in games at times, or if Ted Karras had to leave for a snap here or there, Cordell Volson was still out there. He had more snaps than Ted Karras did last year. By, by a few, by a handful. Not talking about a lot, but he was on the field a ton. And so... That stood out to me quite a bit if he's making improvements in those areas. And then I thought it was interesting what, what Ted had to say about the, the age number only matters for the back end of the contract and the back end of the earnings potential, losing those first couple of years, losing some, some of that. Because what he said about not feeling like he was his strongest and his quickest until he was 28, and that kind of fits the age range, right? Like 25 to 28 is where you expect the physical peak to happen for most sure. professional athletes. but. There's some good food for thought there and a, and a lot of reasons that Karis could take that leap, right? If if all of these things do come together for him, that means he's checking all the boxes at that point, and that's how you get that leap from, from mm-hmm. a guy like Volson. Yeah, I think it's just really high praise from a guy in Karis who it did take a little bit for him to, mm-hmm. to find his footing, and I think he's going to be – I think this is going to be the best stretch for Karis. Like when you look back – at his career, like personally, like I think he'll play his best here and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll, I'll have to go back and watch some of that Patriots film, obviously spend a year in the, uh, with, with the dolphins. And, and when you look back, that's not the case, but I just, I think maturity, all of those things, I think it lines up and I, I don't think he would just show so much praise and throw a bunch of praise at Cornell unless he believed it. So there's high expectations for this line. And, and I, I have one more thought on it and let's, let's get to, just our closing thoughts, including um, my thought on the offensive line. We can do that coming up next. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, 
or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. High expectations for Cordell Volson, and you love to see it on the one hand, the teammate confidence, but you, you said you had a, a closing thought on the offensive line overall, James. Is this going to be the year that you're no longer annoyed because we have to talk about the offensive line every week? I certainly hope so. I, I hope we do. I hope we have an offensive line segment called Pancakes, and it's just all about how the left side is just these giant maulers. You have Kappa and, and Williams just dominating on the right side and, and Karras just steady presence at center. And, and I think that's the part of this that I, I want to share. There's been so much speculation about, oh, what if Lel Collins, what if you could slide him into left guard? Man, can you imagine? That is not even a discussion, just to be very, very clear. That is not even – I don't even know if that's near the table. And, it, and it's not on the table when 67 Cordell Volson is healthy. So let's squash that. Now, health changes everything, of course. And, and like we said at the, the start of the show when we were talking about Jonah, I think he's the favorite at right tackle. So if you're not hoping for an Orlando Brown, Cordell Volson, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, Jonah Williams line from left to right, you're hoping for something else, you might be disappointed. But I, I think internally the Bengals viewed that group as the best line they've had of the Joe Burrow era by far. And they feel really good about it along with the depth behind with Lyle and Jackson. And they're certainly in competition at that right tackle spot. I don't think there's a competition at left guard though. So just a little food for thought on, on how they're viewing the offensive line based on what I've been told, heard, et cetera. Yeah. I think that we've been pretty in line with what the Bengals thinking has been throughout the off season. And then it's wild. Things, it's wild they, how it, it's lined up, huh? Well, yeah. Uh, it's almost as if you're yeah. in the building or something, you know, and, and you. I, I didn't even people. just mean me. I mean us in general. Like we, we've, you know, it is what it is. The, the Orlando Brown thing surprised everybody. No doubt. Yes. And it's still such a steal. I, I still can't believe they got him for 64 over four. Anyways. Well, and, and Joe Mixon, people might say we were wrong about, and we'll see. There's still a little bit of time there, but I think that their plan didn't necessarily come together the way they wanted it to. You can't get everything in the draft. Right. And they didn't keep Piran. I think they were hoping to keep Piran, and that's fine. We All know right, they Joe, were hoping to keep up. Piran. They tried, yeah. No, yeah. So, still haven't replaced Piran. Not directly. So we'll see. That's that's another big offseason question, no doubt. Everyone yeah. focuses on right tackle. Running back is still interesting. Is it just Chase Brown being the home run threat behind Joe Mixon and, and Travion Williams playing, you know, half of that Samajit Piran role with with Mixon blocking a little bit more and Chase Brown easing into it might be. You know, you might see like 50, 25, 25 if you're talking about snap count percentage with Mixon. Or maybe it's 40, 30, 30. Or 40, 35, 25. I, you know, I, I think it's interesting to see how that's going to shake out. Do they add someone? I don't know. 
that's a, a big question mark. And this mini camp could help push them one way or the other. The more they see Chase Brown, the more they see Travion Williams and Chris Evans, they may say, okay, we should probably get a little help here. And, and so who knows? And it's going to be not like they're doing Oklahoma drills, a mini camp, right? No. we're not going to get a feel for which of those guys is like putting guys on the ground in pass protection, having highlight reel blitz pickup kind of stuff. That's not happening in minicamp. We'll get some seven on seven. I think they did some seven on seven last week, but expect them to continue to do some seven on seven this week. Going to be minimal contact. That's the way this team continues to operate going to be very interesting to see if they use their full mini camp allotment of days this year they haven't done that with zach taylor they've let these guys go early their goal is to get them healthy and zach taylor mentioned july 25th so maybe that's when people are expected to report back for training camp if you're trying to make some training camp plans i'm trying to make my training camp plans which is why uh that that stood out to me and i think joe goodberry also mentioned it because i was trying to figure out when he's going to camp and I'm going to go to camp and all these things. So, Well, players may report on July 25th. It'd be you a little bit after at, that. You will not be at camp on July 25th. I'll guarantee yeah. that. Yeah. Neither will maybe I. Maybe July 28th, 29th. Yeah, I'd have to look at the calendar. But uh, yeah. it'll be end of July. It's always end of July. So That's right. But minicamp this week, anything else you're expecting to see, James? Out of minicamp this week, we got Joe Burrow talking to the media for the last time before training camp on Tuesday is currently planned. So hopefully have some takeaways from Burrow talking there. Anything else? No, I'm excited to talk with Joe about some of these rookies. They're obviously banking on them a bit, a bit and um, we'll see, but it's exciting. We'll see if Jonah shows up. That, that's where this gets real interesting. If Jonah just doesn't show up, but I, mm-hmm. I certainly, I certainly expect him to. So we'll see this week. Is Jonah going to not show up? Is he going to go the other way and show up and also, Hold court with the media. Hmm. Oh, I've up in his driveway. I'm not flying out to Cali to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you covered, regardless of the that's direction. not happening. He'll be there on Tuesday, anyways. Jonah Williams goes, and and all the things that are happening at right tackle and throughout Bengals mini camp as they wrap up the off-season program, get ready to have some time off before late July in training camp. And when training camp starts, that means we're really close to the season. Just keep checking off days, crossing off days on your calendar, whatever you do, until the NFL season is here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We're back after Tuesday's mini-camp practice with your mini-camp takeaways. Until then, huda and have a good one. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.